This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live. Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Gotta hate bleed. <laughs> and Beth West. You know, all that stuff. It's just hard to think of 30% of right. a digital file. Class is in. Second time's a charm here on Rock School. <laughs> you would think think you think that Todd the guy who runs the radio station would understand the big giant sign the that on says air. on air waltzes right into the studio are you guys recording no not at all but let's try again this is, this is rock school let's, and it's a very yeah. professional sure. show let's see if we can get through this break I'm Joe Burns you I'm are? Beth West there good anybody coming no, um, not so far, okay. but good. you never know. How are you doing this morning? You I'm good? doing really well. I went Fine. to Jazz Fest yesterday. I saw you texted me some pictures of a big, shiny copper yeah, guitar. Yeah, Taj Mahal's copper oh, guitar. It was very want, fun. Which I want bad. <laughs> Man, we haven't. We didn't go because of all the mud, and I don't think oh, our kids yeah. are quite yet old enough to go to it. But mm-hmm. before kids, in the, in the land of B.C., before children, we used to go all the time. But good time? Was it fun? Oh, it was excellent. The mud wasn't terrible, but it was the strangest thing because it was cool yesterday. Right, and normally Jazz Fest is a sweltering. Yes, it's sweltering. There's no shade. It's always like 90 degrees. It's terrible. And yesterday it was a breezy 65, 70, maybe. It was chilly in the shade. It was strange and amazing. And on the last day, it's all local acts. It's a lot of local acts. Right, so you're dealing with a lot of local people. But I also saw the Black Keys. So, oh, you did? Yeah. How are they? Are they still really good live? They are still really good live. I had seen them in a very small venue, so I tend to be a snob about that kind of thing. Right. Like, oh, I saw them when there was only 200 people there. <laughs> was it two, two but, people or just the two guys, or did they have a band behind them as well? They um, they did have a band behind them for some of it, and then it was just the two of them. Man, they for put some on of a good show. Too. They really do. For just two guys, it's amazing iTunes today. Let's segue iTunes. into. We got to do it. It's like hitting a brick wall. <laughs> we, you don't want to do just it. just talk about jazz fest. It today. wouldn't be nice. We haven't done a jazz fest show. I was. We will talk about that. We should. Do We're going to do something about we that. We should do that. iTunes turned ten years old. Wow. April twenty eighth, twenty thirteen. So what I did was went out and looked at a whole bunch of just statistics about uh, iTunes, and man, are there a lot. So, oh, I'm sure. Oh, sure. There are bands that are still not on iTunes. There are bands that only put specific things on iTunes. Because you'd think, as big as iTunes is, that it would just be whatever well, yeah, you feel. Yeah, you can Plop kind of on. understand how in the beginning there were holdouts. But at this point, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> 
We begin with a song that sort of laments the death of the vinyl, but it's coming back. Record Store Day is out there. People are going off it. A friend of the show, Ralph Wood, has become a, a vinyl collector himself. And if you sit down and just ask him about it, he will wax poetic for an hour. So we start the iTunes show. We'll come back with lots of data. But we begin with the 45 RPM original version of The Alarm. Sounds like this on Rock School. Square. iTunes today, uh, 10 years old. Do you use iTunes a great deal? Not a ton. I used to use it a little bit more, but um, there's other digital stuff that I use right. now. iTunes is a little bit more expensive. Um, but sometimes I'll still go there. I don't use I mean, it a great deal either because of working in radio. Yeah. I have so many services exactly. that we can, I yeah. can download from, and they don't cost 99 or a dollar twenty. Right. Sometimes song. if I don't feel like going to look for a song that for you know cheaper, I'll just go buy it on iTunes, right. or if it's just a single song and not an album. Well, like I said, iTunes turned 10 years old. That's pretty amazing. Right. It went live April 28th, 2003. Ready for some numbers? I'm ready. Let's there's do a, it. There's a fight over what was the first song ever sold on uh, on iTunes. Some say it was a Beck song. Some say it was a Pixie song. But nobody really knows because the first real numbers, and these are from Apple themselves. I didn't go out and just grab, well, I think this. Uh, these are yeah. from Apple themselves. 18 hours after the service went live, it had sold 275,000 tracks. Wow. That's the first day that this puppy went live. That's a lot. Right. And just to give you an example of how quick it went, on February 26, 2008, now that's five years, mm -hmm. iTunes surpassed Best Buy to become the second largest music vendor in the USA behind Walmart. It became number one, then April 3rd, 2008. So what did that, was that February, March, April? It took two more months to defeat and Walmart. And is it still number one? Not only is it number one, yeah. it is on February 24th, 2010, the iTunes store became the world's largest music vendor, period. Then on October 10th, 2012, the iTunes store, and this is where it sits now, the iTunes store was reported to have a, dig this, 64% share of the online music market and a 29% share of all music sales worldwide. I was that's about to say that I probably have a huge chunk of right. all of them because most sales now are digital sales. Right. Three of every 10 songs sold in the world are from iTunes. Are from iTunes. Wow. That's insane. That is insane. I, that I, is pretty crazy. And you wonder how they can, and I mean this, you wonder how Apple can create products like they do. Well, their research and development has to be funded to the point of disbelief. I know. The only company that could afford to fund it would be Apple. Would be Apple. <laughs> Since right, they have the most money. <laughs> Got to play something. The end of the first week of iTunes, U2's Stuck in a Moment was the top-selling song. 
the top-selling album was Beck's Sea Change. One million songs. That's very songs. interesting. Right. I like the theme of that sea change as the top. That so is like, good. It's very I good. I didn't catch the irony <laughs> in the title. One million songs are in seven days sold. One million songs mm-hmm. are sold in seven days. But in terms of albums, they just cracked 250,000. And Beck's, again, Sea Change was a top selling album. So from Beck, this is Lost Cause on Rock Score. Sorry guys I cut me Tired of fighting Fighting for a lost cause Alright, talking 10 years old today for uh, the Apple milestone of iTunes Do you watch Glee? You know what? At the beginning, I did watch it a little bit for Jane Lynch, but Mm -hmm. I found, and I know there's a lot of Glee fans out there, I found the musical numbers just cringeworthy. I I agree. They're they're show toony. Yeah, and I'm not really into that. I I can't do it. I watched the Glee movie. My daughter, my daughter kind of digs it. So yeah, I, well, she's movie. a girl. Yeah, she's a young girl. That's yeah. that's who should like that stuff. <laughs> to give you the impression of iTunes and Glee, Glee has now outsold the Beatles right. in terms of singles. Right. And although that makes me want to cry, you can see exactly why it happens. There are charts online that show the hours of the day. Then Glee comes on. Right. And there's a huge spike. You don't have to actually go anywhere to buy. Right. This. You can sit there and everybody pretty much, I mean, a lot of people sit in their living rooms and watch TV and have a laptop or their phone right there. Right. A couple of press a couple buttons and you own that song. That's right. And during the Beatles days, 66, 53, you know, what have you. Yeah. You had to physically get up. Go to a record store. You have right. to make time to go buy the record. And honestly, though, you have to give the Glee people props for the, having those songs available right then when the show oh, airs. Sure. They don't wait until the end of the season and put out some soundtrack. They know people hear it, they're going to want it right then. You got it. And it, it's it's almost unbelievable to me how strong it is. Because this phone right here in my hand, yeah. this moment, before this break is over... A couple buttons later, I could have a Glee song on this phone. But then that phone would be dead to I you. I know. I would you, throw it under a truck. You would just have would, to get a new phone. <laughs> there, it's, it's all of a sudden it makes my fingers burn. <laughs> to give you the, to give you yet another example of the effect of Glee, do you know what a catalog song is? Well, I mean, it sounds like a song that from you know a while ago or something that's right. always been popular. Right, before the digital age. Okay, before the digital okay. age. That makes sense. Glee, think Glee. What is the top-selling catalog song ever? Oh, well... And it's because of Glee. Yeah, I mean, I think like that Journey song. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is Journey. Don't Stop Don't believing. Stop Believing, yeah. Here are the numbers. It topped the 3 million mark in 2009. And according that's crazy. to... Yeah, according to Apple, once again... 5,600,000 plus digital units sold April 2013. I really, I really don't think you could have had anything like that kind of effect without digital music. It's Impossible. not like 
you know, 15 years ago, if a show had teenagers cover a Journey song that the next day, you know, a billion 15 year olds are going to go to wherever we used to go. Where did we used to go? Tower Records. Stores, yeah. <laughs> Goodies. Now, here's the thing. That's sold. And with the proliferation of, oh, I'll send it to you, what have you. If 5,600,000 have been sold. You can't imagine how many have been shared. Or 25 right. million have it. <laughs> it's okay, we don't have to talk about it anymore. Let's move on. Here's Journey on Rock School. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Going A singer in a smoky room A smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile they can share the night It goes on and on Okay, first break here on Rock School. Ready for some straightforward statistics? Let's do it. I love it. 80% of U.S. consumers who purchase music by downloading them do it via iTunes. And the rest of them probably do through the the other ones. Yeah, Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The average amount of time spent on the site per month, according to a Nielsen report, one hour, 12 minutes. I think most people go because they know what they, they know want. what they want. They don't do a lot of browsing. Browsing's hard on iTunes. It really store. is. I'm not a fan of browsing on it. Uh, the number of songs that iTunes has in its catalog when it first launched: two hundred thousand. That was its number. It's not that many when you really think about it. It is not. The number of songs available on iTunes today: twenty six million. Yeah, that's a little bit more likely now. 99 cents was the flat rate cost of all songs on iTunes in 2003. In 2009, the three-tiered pricing structure was introduced. You can get them for $69.99 and $1.29. And it doesn't say who creates that amount of money. I assume the artist or the record company decides you think? how much it would be worth. I, guess I can't so. imagine Apple does. I, yeah, I guess so. Apple's not going to be the people to kind of pass judgment on that. Well... I don't know. Maybe. It is Apple. I get you, they kind of. It makes sense to the most popular songs. Run them for a buck twenty nine. Yeah, once that makes their, once their sales go down, drop the price. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, twenty nine cents of that ninety nine cents goes to Apple. Eight. Oh. Se- I know. Is that I mean, insane? It's just that it's hard. Of course, I mean the research and development, the 
space, the you know, all that stuff. It's just hard to think of 30% of right. a digital file. Every three, every three songs is a buck. Yeah. That's insane. That is crazy. Uh, it, eight cents is what goes to the artist. Eight cents. Eight cents goes to the artist. How does that compare to if someone to work to buy an album of I 10 no songs? Idea. I mean, 80 cents. And I wonder cents, if yeah. it's more or less than they get per CD. Which is why Aerosmith, in uh, Steven Tyler's last autobiography, he talks about how his record, how Aerosmith's record catalog went from some absurd amount of money, $60 million, to worth less than 10. Huh. In one shot. What? Yeah, because it's just because not it's anymore. not yeah music. Yeah. And itself. iTunes is now available in 119 countries. My Hello, goodness. Radio Universidad Salamanca, Spain. Thanks for running the radio show. You got one for us? Hello, KPVL in Postville, Iowa. Fantastic. Get us on iTunes. Search Rock School Radio Show. Remember, every Thursday I put up a whole bunch of trivia questions and try to entertain the heck out of you. <laughs> Back in a minute on Rock School. Now, you say you go on to iTunes every now and again, coming out of the break, yeah. Rarely. Yeah. I, again, I don't use it very much either because I have a, a much easier way of, of yeah. getting music, and for a lot less money. There are, believe it or not, still some bands, some people who are not on iTunes. It's hard to believe. It is to me as well. Tool is not on iTunes oh. still. And I checked all these. I actually went on iTunes and searched them. Garth Brooks is not on iTunes Huh, you'd think that he would do very well on iTunes. I People hear something on the radio and say, like, I used to love that song, and they right. just go download it. I don't understand it. It, it I, I'm sure it's because, you know, you must buy the album, or I don't believe in digital. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the whole I'm above it all thing, but And I guess come Garth on. Brooks made his money. Yeah. But still, you'd think, I don't know. It's Aussie, strange. Aussie era Black Sabbath is not on there. I think that's just a nya-nya-nya-nya type thing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, you can yeah. get Black Sabbath all the way on, but no Ozzy on it. But Ozzy himself is on it. Stop it. Yeah, Blizzard of Oz is on there, yeah, all the Randy Rhodes so stuff. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, King Crimson is not on there. Hmm. Captain Beefheart, some Captain Beefheart is on there, but Trout Mask Replica, which is his monster, is not on there. There are books about it on there. That's so strange. Not him. Bob Welch era Fleetwood Mac is not on there. And I think that's another nan 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 nan. It's he's just holding out just to be like well, Bob Welch is gone. He's dead. He killed himself. I know, but then why is I think it's Fleetwood Mac being nan 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 nan. You're not putting we're not putting your stuff up. That's so strange. It is. That's that's what I think it is. These people were holding out for a very long time. ACDC only went on about a year and a half ago. Kid Rock same thing. Bob Seger, Def Leppard only puts up specific albums and Bob Seger if I'm not mistaken still you can only buy the whole album you can't buy individual oh, songs oh yeah I yeah. I know it's a little I know I the album is something worth preserving obviously you don't want as an artist to do this whole cohesive album and have people just pick from it but still like Make your money, dude. I agree. ACDC said that's the reason they didn't go on. We are not an, a singles band. We're not a hit band. We are an album band. That's nice for them to say, but most people know ACDC only because of a couple songs. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's the way radio works, and radio originally made hits. Yeah. 
here is Bob Welch era Fleetwood Mac, which you can't <laughs> you cannot get, get it <laughs> on iTunes. There you go. This is uh, Sentimental Lady. Hey, that was a Bob Welch original. It it is, but Fleetwood Mac did it before Bob Welch put it out on his Kiss album. <laughs> just just listen to this. Coming out of Fleetwood Mac, Sentimental Lady, bottom of the hour here. Let's take a break from Apple, and we'll talk about seven days and 70 seconds. Let's get the names out of the way one more time. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. All right, these are the dates we talk about this week. May 6th, all the way through May 12th, I believe. The woman to my left has Monday go. May 6th, 1977, Led Zeppelin sets a new record for attendance at a single concert, 76,229, at a show in Pontiac, Michigan, which we know... Like now, nothing, nothing, nothing compared to now. If you listen to our show a couple weeks ago, that is nothing, nothing to it. May 9th, pardon me, May 7th, 1968, Reginald Dwight becomes Elton John, changed it for (laughs) real. His technical full name, this is the truth, is Sir Elton Hercules John. Of course, it is. I swear to God. The name came from a combination of blues artists Elton Dean and Long John If you were going to change your name to something you wanted, of course it would be Hercules. Sure. May 8th, 1998, the Smashing Pumpkins filed suit against Westwood One, claiming they broke an oral contract to not license and release a 1991 interview with the band. They probably should have gotten something besides an oral contract. Get it in writing. You know, trust in God, but get it in writing. (laughs) Right. May 9th, for real, 2000. A U.S. appeals court upheld a lower court's ruling against Michael Bolton for copyright infringement of the Isley Brothers song, Love is a Wonderful Thing. Bolton all along claimed he had never once heard the Isley Brothers sure. song, except that it went to number one. And then he wrote sure his thing, version yeah, sure of thing. the song. Sure. <laughs> May 10th, 1969, the Turtles played the White House at the request of Trisha Nixon. Mark Bowman was so drunk or high that he fell off stage five times. Not once, <laughs> not twice. Five times. (laughs) May 11th, 1981. On a sad note, Bob Marley succumbs to lung and brain cancer and passes away at the age of 36. And then, I love this. I love this. May 12, 2002, singer Dionne Warwick is detained at Miami-Dade International Airport when they find 11 11 11 joints joints. are found in her lipstick case. That's what friends are for, Dion. Yeah, friends are for finding you somebody to give you that upon your destination. How spectacular. (laughs) All right, back to Apple Milestones. On June 15th, 2004, iTunes goes international. The first three countries other than the United States to accept it, the UK, France, and Germany. All three countries all send the same song to the top in the first week of sales. What is it? The Pixies. Bam, walk. Heck right yeah. Rock school. Talk 
talking about iTunes turning 10 years old. Do you download podcasts? Sure do. We podcast this show. How many podcasts do you get per week? Um, I do just like one or two. I always yeah. have the intention of getting more and listening to more podcasts because people are always talking about really great ones. Well, you only have 24 hours in a day. Exactly. That's it's really hard. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. I get one a week for sure. And then sometimes I'll grab like a straight dope podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what I do is I podcast a morning show out of Los Angeles that I really like. I work out every morning mm-hmm. and I'm on a bicycle. So I throw their morning show on. So I'm always a day late. That's funny. Doing their morning show. Yeah. And uh, I remember when they first started doing podcasts, they they asked who podcast listens to us. And they put up a, a map of the United States on their website. And for the longest time, I was the farthest away person really? in Louisiana. And then somebody up in somebody, the, yeah. you know, up in like, I don't know, Boston or something like uh-huh. that started listening to them. But for a longest time, I was the farthest yeah. away guy. And Podcast- I kept waiting, mention me, <laughs> say my name. So Podcasts have really changed a lot of the ways that we listen to. I don't even know if we can have some like something like podcasts from before that we say... Sometimes radio stations would put their morning shows on tape or they'd put them on record and sell them. But yeah, there's yeah, nothing really like it. That's about as close. It's real a homegrown kind of It is. Thing. It's something quite digital. On June 28th, 2005, podcasts launch on the iTunes store. Adam Curry is the first one that really hits the top. It's the top seller at the time. It's Adam Curry's Daily Source Code. Now, remember, Adam Curry was an ex-MTV guy. Right, so yeah. So people knew him from that. In case you're wondering, Pew Research stated in 2010 there were 90,000 podcasts. There are over 150,000 now. 115 of the 150,000 are in the English language. French is the second biggest language, followed by Japanese and then Chinese. It says here music is the number one topic. Tech follows, then comedy, then business, then religion. Huh. Them's the I top was, five. I would think the comedy would be higher, higher up, up there. Because every comedian has their own yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. It fits the format perfectly. It certainly does. I could not find a percentage, and this is where you grab your Hello Kitty phone because normally you're a <laughs> much better researcher than I am. I could not find a percentage of free versus pay podcasts. Huh. That seems like something proprietary. Yeah. And we need to play a song. On February 23rd, 2006, the billionth song wow. was sold. A 16-year-old kid in Michigan named Alec Ostrovsky. I'm guessing that's how you do it. He purchased Speed of Sound by Coldplay. The people the, at, that's, yeah, the, That was set up. Isn't that wonderful? The people set at up. iTunes were sitting there waiting for it, and when he purchased it, they sent him $10,000 on an iTunes gift card. Stop it. He got a uh, he got 10 iPods to give out to he and his friends, an iMac, a call from Steve Jobs. I bet they had about 10 to 12 people who bought songs in that same second. And they picked the one with the name they of the song to. that was like, oh, this is hilarious. Speed of Sound. <laughs> they had to. It works so well. Oh, there you go. Speed of Sound. It's Coldplay here on Rockstar. Hello. Beth, I have a question for yes. you. 
When you were still buying, and you're you're old enough to know this, when you were still buying records and tapes and things like that. What are you talking about? You, I'm, yeah. I'm 22. I'm, I'm, I've only ever. I'm 19. <laughs> I'm, I'm 19 and beautiful. Uh, no, when you purchased a, an album and a cassette and a CD and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you owned it. Right, exactly. It, right. If you it was held, yours to do what right. you wished with. Yes. If you held a yard sale, you could sell it. Yes. Some guy gives you 50 cents. Oh, great. And yeah. Michael Bolton and out the door with it. <laughs> Do you own a song that you legally pay for and download? Can you resell it? Um, Good I think question. that they're gonna say probably not. Well, it depends on where you buy it from. Or here comes the fight. Have you ever heard of Redigi.com? No. Redigi, it's still out there. Go to it, R-E-D-I-G-I.com. It is a marketplace that's been set up to resell songs that have been legally downloaded. And you can tell if they've been re-downloaded or if they've been legally downloaded because they're encoded. Oh, like the DRM stuff sure. on it? Been, they can easily tell whether you've grabbed this off a of LimeWire or what have you. You give it to them. They resell it. Now, Redigi is claiming you're able to do this legally under the, quote, first sale doctrine. So is Redigi setting it up so that once you sell it through them, That's it's, it. it's no dead. longer? It's dead. Okay. You get one sale. Says here, but basically, on your you computer, it. it it kills the file on your computer. Far as I know, far as That's I know, just, I mean, you'd have to download some software to be able to do that. I would now, think. the I'm sure you get it from Redigi. The RIAA states that no, that's not true. According to the RIAA, they say it's breaking copyright. Why? The first sale doctrine states that you can only sell an original. The RIAA states when you buy a song from iTunes, you're buying a copy. Now, wait a minute. If I bought a CD... You're buying a copy. I'm buying a copy of the master. Yeah, you just can actually hold it in your hand. So, it, that's going to be something that's going to have to be Digi's alive. They need Redigi's to just... Alive. They need to let go of that. Like, the, the oh, we still own this piece of right. digital information because... Sorry. What, what they need to do is work with Redigi and get a glip of money yeah, when it seriously. sells, rather than fighting them, which is what mm-hmm. they should have been doing from the for, beginning. For, forever, yes. You got it. You got it. Uh, who haven't we said hello to? Hello, KLSU on the campus of Louisiana State University. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Super duper. We're late in the hour. Got to take a break. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, we talked about this kid getting the billionth song, this Mm -hmm. kid up in Michigan. Let me see if I can get the number on here. A guy named Louis Sulser in Georgia on February 10th, 2010, downloaded the 10 billionth song on iTunes. And you would think, you know, come on, let it be a super cool song. Oh, please let it be a super cool song. I like Louis. Johnny Cash's Guess Things Happen That Way. Heck yeah. I like That's it. a pretty cool song. Can't go wrong. It's Johnny Cash here on Rock School. Well, you asked me, oh, I can't say. 
Okay, last break here on Rock School, and I just have all kinds of information, so let me throw some things out here, some of the things that uh, you might find interesting. Uh, on September 12, 2006, movies went up on iTunes. You ever downloaded a movie? No. I did. I downloaded uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay, it I mean, it's, yeah, My daughter it depends on how it. you're going to watch it. Yep. I never really needed that. To show you the effect, in uh, Ju- uh, June 19th, 2007, the song, Not Gonna Write You a Love Song, mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. It was the first featured download on iTunes. The very next week, it's number one on the charts. Huh. Yeah. Apps went for sale on July 11th, 2008. Started with 500. Uh, audiobooks went for sale uh, June 8th, 2008. What else is here? The iCloud showed up. The 25th billionth song was wow. sold as well. They're just snowballing and, now. Yeah, it's just absurd. Uh, in case you're wondering, a guy in Germany got that one, and he purchased the song Monkey Drums, the Gospel Vanson remix Stop by it. Chase Bunch. Of course he did. Why wouldn't you buy that song? <laughs> Dear God. Um, I'm looking also here at the, they have the top 10 songs of every year. Uh-huh. And they are what you think they are. The, po- the top 10 pop, pop songs. songs of that they year, are. probably, I'm sure. Yeah, number one selling song ever, period, on iTunes was I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh. I, my, again, my kids it. Love makes it. sense. The, it makes total sense. I'm going to end with the Beatles. Because I remember specifically, and this is all through Facebook, when the Beatles went on sale on November 16th, 2010, the entire Beatles catalog goes on sale. And it was not the fact that the Beatles didn't like this or that in terms of money. It had to do with Apple Corporation and how the symbol for Apple, and remember Apple was Apple. Yes, there was, oh yeah, Apple Records versus the Apple, Right, that was really the fight back and forth. So it goes on sale, and I even mentioned it here on the show. It happened November 16, 2010, and I thought to myself, this is going to be a flop. Yeah, it's just really don't everyone we all who loves own it. Everyone who loves the Beatles already has all the CDs or Why whatever. Why would they do it? One hundred forty nine dollars would get you the entire catalog in one shot. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not doing that. No, I own it. It's it, there. It is. It's all on my iPod. What an idiot I am! You didn't know it. Billions. They sold billions. Well, didn't of they the have things. specific commercials for that? Like now exactly. you can buy the Beatles on iTunes. Yeah. So it's not. I guess it's not just that you don't own the music. It's the fact that you can buy them on iTunes. And at that point in time, they were remastering songs, so they sounded good on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, true. And I guess there's enough people. Yeah. Who bought it? Yeah, the entire Van Halen catalog is on iTunes now. I've never bought one. I own you it. own them, yeah. It's all there. You got them. I, I don't know why I have it, but that shows what an idiot I am. So. <laughs> we'll wrap up with the Beatles. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. Happy birthday, iTunes. The numbers when you turn 20 are going to be stupid, and when you turn 21, I can't even imagine. Yep, it'll be a party. Party that's going to happen. That's going to do it. iTunes is 10. Class is dismissed. 